Untied. Uh, today, I'm very pleased and honored to have as my very, very special guest, a uh, best-selling author, um, CNN legal analyst, uh, Jeffrey Tubin. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hi, Richard. So, Jeff, let me start. Uh, this show, as you know, this show is mostly about lawyers. Um, obviously, I know you went to law school, Harvard Law School, no less. Tell me um, why you went to law school to begin with. Well, you know, both my parents were journalists, and I always thought, you know, I want to do something different from what they did. And I um, thought, you know, law, law was – I was interested in government and public policy. I wanted to be a prosecutor, uh, and, and that's what I did. Um, but and, – and I actually am a lawyer and was a lawyer and practiced law for, for about eight years. But I think my genetic destiny kicked in, um, and uh, ultimately I, I turned to journalism about 20 years ago. So tell me a little bit about that, that transition. How did you go from being a practicing lawyer to journalism and actually being an author specifically? Well, it was a very specific uh, example of that. I, all through uh, high school, college, even law school, I uh, always did student journalism. I, I was, uh, you know, school papers and stuff. So, I, I, you know, I had, a, I had a hand in journalism. And during law school, I started freelancing for the New Republic. But right after my clerkship, I clerked for Judge Lombard on the Second Circuit. Uh, I worked on the Iran-Contra prosecutions. Um, the uh, Oliver, no the, I, I was sort of the junior member of the team that prosecuted Oliver North. Hmm. And um, I decided to write a book about that. Uh, and I wrote my first book, which is called Opening Arguments, uh, about the experience of um, being part of that team. I... Um, but then I became an assistant U.S. attorney in Brooklyn, in the Eastern District of New York. So at that point, I sort of had a foot in both worlds. Then Tina Brown was uh, uh, hired as the editor of The New Yorker. She was making some unconventional hires. And in 1993, uh, I was hired as a talk of the town writer. And in 1994, the O.J. case happened. And that's what really changed my life. Hmm. So I've obviously I've read a lot of your books, uh, Too Close to Call, The Run of His Life, uh, The Vast Conspiracy, The Nines. They're all excellent, excellent books. How do you sort of get these ideas for these book ideas? Do these ideas come to you? Do they find you? Do you stumble into them? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the um, with every book except my current book, American Heiress, um, they grew out of stories I was covering for The New Yorker and mm. for CNN. Uh, the, the, the recount in 2000, the O.J. Simpson case, the Clinton scandals, uh, the Supreme Court. So all of that uh, you sort of flowed naturally you know, I, 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 out of sort of covering the stories in real time. American Heiress about the kidnapping of Patty Hearst was a very different story in terms of how I got to it. And also, it's the first book I'd written that is really at the border of history and journalism as opposed to journalism itself. Hmm. Well, tell me a little bit, how did you come up with the idea? How did the idea of the American heiress, the latest book, come to you? Well, I wrote a story for The New Yorker about three years ago <clears throat> called, uh, about a, a gang in Baltimore that took over a jail there. And I got interested in the history of the gang, um, which was um, 
the, uh, the Black Gorilla family was founded in the California prisons in the 1970s by a uh, famous prisoner named George Jackson. I get very interested in the history of sort of the radical left in California, and that led me to the Symbionese Liberation Army, which in turn left, uh, led to the decision to try to revisit the Patty Hearst case. Hmm. Now, when you're working on these stories, does it, I mean, how does, how do you kind of decide like, wow, this is enough here to write a book or what, what kind of tips it over that it's not just, you know, some stuff you're covering and you're writing articles on that actually leads you to think, wow, there's really enough here to write a full, you know, novel or a full book on it? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I'm not sure there is a um, specific uh, sort of tipping point that, that turns something from an article into a book. I mean, I, I, I like to be pretty hard on myself about what's, um, you know, what, what's big enough for a book. It's a big commitment to write a book, yeah, to, to put the time in. It's a big commitment to ask of readers to sit down and, and, and read a whole book. So, you know, I am not someone who, t- who tends to take the unknown, obscure case and make it uh, famous. I am someone who will take a famous case and tell you stuff you don't know about it. That's, mm. that's sort of how I view it. Mm. So tell me, was this, was the, because you said that this American heiress, the, your latest book on Patty Hearst was sort of the intersection of, I guess you said history and journalism, was the writing of it also, I mean, was the writing process a little bit different than your past books? And tell me a little bit about maybe how, how that might I, be different. I, well, I mean, fortunately, um, even though the the Hearst case was 40 years ago, many of the people are still alive. So I had the opportunity to interview a lot of people. So in that respect, it was similar. Also, my writing process, which has a sort of mindless aspect to it, uh, was the same. When I'm writing a book, I write five pages a day, 1,250 words, without fail. I, I am very... Uh, hard on myself about uh, writing, uh, keeping up that quota, because I, you know, I have a limited time off from the New Yorker, I have deadlines from my publisher, and I find the only way I could, um, I can finish books is to be hard on myself about making the deadlines, Hmm. is is, is writing this five pages a day business. Hmm. Now, when you look back at, say, some of your older books, like, say, the, the, the O.J. book, which you wrote, you know, many years ago, how do you think your writing style has changed when you kind of look back at it versus your most recent book? Well, that's interesting. I, 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 to be honest, I don't do a lot of uh, looking back and reading my books just sort of for pleasure. I tend to sort of look things up in them if I, if, if I need a fact. Um, I, I, the thing I've always valued most in writing, including my own, uh, is clarity. You know, I, I'm someone who believes that you really just have to be clear about what you're saying and what you mean. And in that respect, I don't think my writing style, certainly my writing goals have not changed a lot. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm a little more confident now in what to leave out. Uh, the, 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 I think younger writers, um, one way they deal with being in, in, in insecure and inexperienced is to write too much. 
is to uh, think that you have to, if you know something, you have to tell it. Mm. Whereas uh, I, I think uh, it, it's, it's it, it, you know, often less is more. You know, often I will see a book and I'll think to myself, you know, I'd read a book on that subject if it were 350 pages, not 650 pages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, the Patty Hearst story is, is a great story, but I'm glad my book is 350 pages, not 600 pages, because <laughs> I think, um, you know, I do sometimes think about myself as a reader, and I'm not sure I'd want to read 600 pages about Patty Hearst, but 350 sounds about right. Now, was the Patty Hearst book, I mean, was it, a, was it a fun book to write, Was it or was it really a difficult project to write? I mean, how do you compare the Patty Hearst book with some of the others you've written? You know, any, any writer who, who will be honest with you will never tell you writing is fun. Uh, you know, <laughs> writing is hard. But um, as these things go, it was, this was a fun project. I really enjoyed um moving my head into the 1970s, which were such a wild time Mm. when, when I was alive, but basically just a little kid, I didn't, I didn't have a sense of the politics or the, the, what society was like. And, and the madness of the seventies was something that was really fun to explore. Mm. Have you ever started, um, you know, a book project and then sort of got into a little bit and then thought, you know, there really isn't a book here. Has that ever happened? Or do you usually, are you usually pretty careful so that when you start writing the book, you, you kind of know there's enough to actually finish a book. I, I, you know, I've never stopped a book in the middle. I I have looked into book subjects that have not panned out. Mm. Um, I, I, I also, you know, I listen to people. You know, the Nine, my Supreme Court book, um, was suggested as a topic by my editor at the time, Phyllis Grant. Um, this book, American Heiress, about Patty Hearst, was suggested by my current editor, Bill Thomas, at Doubleday. So I, I am, um, uh, you know, I listen to, 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 to good advice. I remember, I, um, you remember... Um, when Gianni Versace was killed mm. uh, by this spree murderer who was who was running around the country killing wealthy gay men, mm. um, I looked into a you know the pos- I never even read an article about it, but I thought oh maybe there's a book there, and I remember my editor at the time, uh, and Godoff, it's like what are you kidding? Who wants to read a book about this guy? And and I again uh, I think I took good advice from a wise person mm. and didn't write a book about it. Now, in the Patty Hearst case, did you actually know much about that story before you started investigating, or was that something that you'd kind of been previously interested in or not? Very little. I mean, I, I certainly knew the, the broad outlines of the story. You know, I knew she was a wealthy woman who was kidnapped. Right. I knew she had supposedly switched sides, and there was a bank robbery, and... and, and but but in terms of you know the, the details, I mean al- al- almost nothing. Right. So it was different from your other books in the sense that it sounds like in the other books you'd already known quite a bit about the topic before right. you started writing about right. it. And, and I was sort of saving string uh, on them for a book early on in the process. Mm-hmm. And and during the process of the Patty Hearst book, did you find that as you learned more about it, you yourself got more and more fascinated by the story? I mean, did did that? Oh come? yeah, right. Oh yeah, I remember. You know, like I mean, often in the process of reporting this book, 
you know, I would say, pardon the expression, like, holy shit. I mean, this, this thing was, I mean, this was a rich, enjoyable process of discovery. Mm -hmm. To me, the reporting part of the book is equally or more important as the writing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you talk to readers, they tend to not to say, wow, that was a brilliant sentence. They tend to say, wow, that was an amazing thing that you talked about. Mm. And that's um, something I try to keep in mind. And, and the answer really is reporting uh, as much as writing. Mm. Now, Heidi, tell me a little bit about how you enjoy or compare writing books with, you know, all the other aspects that you, the other things that you do, namely the writing the articles for the New Yorker or CNN legal analysts. I mean, how do you, do you, do you like it more? Do you like it less? I mean, how, how is it different? And tell me a little bit how that fits in with the other you stuff know, you do. You I, know, I, I would describe myself as, as greedy on that score. I am, um, it, it's, it's, I like it all. Um, but they're different. I mean, there's just not, um, you know, they are not directly comparable to each other. Hmm. You know, one of my favorite days of the year are the last days of the Supreme Court term when all the big decisions are coming out. And I know people are turning on CNN to find out what happened. Hmm. And it's a great privilege and a great responsibility to be the first person to say, you know, same-sex marriage is legal in the United States, or the Voting Rights Act has been struck down. I mean, these are, you know, the, and and tele. There's no substitute for television uh, for that. Um, and and you know, there's an ego there's an ego gratification to uh, to to being on television. But um, you know, the opportunity to tell a story in depth, either at a New Yorker level or the um, the New Yorker level or, or certainly at book length is, is really, I think, sort of the core of my professional being. Mm. So did you, would you say that the American heiress, I mean, was it more challenging or, or a, a bigger challenge than the other books you'd written previously because you had to do more of the journalism or what would you say about that? Not really. No, I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's more challenging. I, I would say it's, um, uh, it's just different because it was 40 years ago, and I, I like I, I like that, but I'm not sure in another book I want to go back and do another sort of historical book. But it, it was just it, it was it was very much different from the other six books because I was not reporting it in real time. Hmm. Do you find that you're, I mean, maybe it's a little too early to tell, but do you find that a lot of people who are reading the book or are about to read the book or know about it have, are pretty familiar with the Patty Hearst story? What is your, what, what is, what are you finding that by your audience knowledge of that just in general? Well, that, that's interesting. That's something I was, I was concerned about in, in, in writing it, whether the whole thing would seem too obscure and forgotten. Mm-hmm. I've been pleasantly surprised by how people either, remember the unfolding of the story because they lived through it or are sufficiently aware of it that they have some curiosity about it. I haven't, I mean, there are definitely, especially among really younger people who just never heard of it at all, but there are a lot of people who have some vague familiarity and that's, and and that's all I I feel like I need. Hmm. 
Well, just as one small point of uh, connection is that I actually went to Crystal Springs High School, which is where Patty Hearst went. And I know, well, and that's where Stephen Weed was the teacher. Yes, exactly. And the uh, and I, and of course the school is the old Crocker Mansion. So I actually went to high school. The, the actually the classrooms were the Crocker Mansion. We'd have classrooms, and there'd be fireplaces in their bedrooms or whatever. It was kind of funny. Hmm. I did not know that. I don't know. I, I don't know if you've ever. You probably haven't visited the school, but the school is. You know actually... what? I I drove by it. Um, it's beautiful. You know, it's really a beautiful. I mean, you know, there are high hedges around it, so they they, they don't welcome a lot of scrutiny. Right. But uh, I know is but uh, i i did not go inside well jeff i really appreciate your taking the time congratulations on this book when you come out with your next book you'll have to come back and tell me about it i i hope so thank you so much for asking richard good to talk to you all right jeff take care this is richard chu and Bye-bye. jeffrey tubin thanks